Welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Wedding Talks podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Euta Lightsey. Euta is a wedding officiant here on Maui. He crafts beautiful ceremonies for couples looking to tie the knot and have a personal, intentional experience. Welcome, Euta. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you for that intro. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here today. You are one of my favorite people to work with at a wedding. Um, elopements, <laughs> big weddings. Uh, it doesn't matter. You always bring such uh, an intentional experience to the couple. And it's it's way more than just remembering their name. It's uh, being present in the moment. Even if you've had another ceremony that day, you're just always 100%, 110% there. And that's something I really respect. And yeah, I'm just happy to have you here. Oh, man. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, Let's, uh, this is kind of a question I've just always asked everyone starting out with the podcast, but how did you um, start out uh, in weddings and choosing to become an officiant and all that? How, what's, just give me a brief history on how it started. Um, well, the way it started was um, we have a mutual friend, Kale. Uh, he was a wedding officiant and he was getting really busy um, doing weddings. And so at some point he, couldn't uh, cover all the weddings that he was getting inquired for. And so he reached out to me. He knew me and he just trusted me and he asked if I wanted to learn. So he trained me for a few months. And then I had my first wedding back in 2018. It was a nerve wracking experience, but um, honestly, looking back on it now, like I wouldn't change the experience for the world. Yeah, I... I, I choose to be behind the camera for a reason. Yeah, being in front of a crowd and speaking in front of them is is probably very nerve wracking, especially for the first yeah, time. Absolutely, I was uh, I was pretty much hiding behind my papers on that one. I just had my papers up and just kind of reading, and I felt bad about it. But to be honest, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, but once I got through that and started doing uh, weddings more consistently, you know, the experience it changes you you get to see people in a new light and like almost at their best time of their life and it it does something to you so i i really am grateful that i actually persevered through that very initial uh um hard part of becoming an officiant obviously that first wedding is always going to be the hardest no matter uh, who the officiant is. Yeah. Do you, do you still get times where you're still like a little bit nervous? Maybe it's like a new venue or just like a huge wedding, you know, that from the coordinator, it's like a 200 person wedding or something. <laughs> well, truthfully, the size now doesn't matter so much. It actually comes down to whether I know the person personally, um, you know, doing weddings for visitors when they come down, uh, there's this, thing that I can rely on knowing that they don't fully know everything to expect. So when I'm giving the ceremony, I'm really just sharing with them the things that I know about Hawaii. But when I'm doing weddings for locals, for um, Kanaka even, everybody understands what aloha is. So it kind of throws my ceremony into this space where I have to kind of be like, they know what that is. What do I say now in, in replace of that? <laughs> and so that's where I get the most nervous is with um, trying to figure out how much should I go into being, um, you know, teaching and how much should I just stay to just being um, genuine, I guess, you know, just sharing 
um, the ceremony rather than sharing um, knowledge. Because you do weddings for both locals and people who are coming out here to, to visit tourists, um, yeah, you definitely have to educate and teach people about aloha and what it truly means. And it's not just a word that people throw out there. And um, that's probably a very important part of your ceremony. And shout out to Kale for getting you into weddings. <laughs> yes. Thank no, you I, so much, Kale. <laughs> yeah, I love Kale. Um, I've had many weddings with him and he's great also. So as an officiant, I know you do a lot more weddings per year than I do. I'm I max out 40, 50 a year, and that's even that's a lot for a videographer. <laughs> uh, but for you, how how many weddings do you do a year? Um, and do you have like a limit or? Um, I definitely don't have a limit. Uh, the the number per year is honestly hard for me to even calculate at this point. Like, I. I look at it um, this past year and I just had a stack that was like three inches thick of all the wedding certificates that I had to turn in. And it was just like, I don't even want to go through counting all of these numbers because it's just so many. Um, but I think the best way to look at it is on average, I would do about one, if not two a day in a month. Okay. On average. And then some days it's like three or four, but then it's yeah. like, that's just the averages. Okay. Yeah. How, how do you stay like personal and intentional with each one? Because I feel like every single one that we've shot, <laughs> you're just, you're so on it. You not only like, again, remember their names, but which I mean, is huge, but you just, you have this personal connection with each one of them. And I, I think that's awesome. So what do you do to really connect with each couple and make it special for them? Um. Well, and. Anytime that I have the opportunity, I try to give them a call beforehand. Um, that way I can establish a connection between them. I get to know their personality and um, what they're looking for in their ceremony. So we get to talk about all of that. And then from there, you know, on the day of, I reconnect with them. I talk with them beforehand. Um, but in terms of the ceremony itself and trying to get personal with them or reach them on a personal level it really is just being there just seeing them watching them as i'm going through my ceremony when i'm saying words and i see their eyes light up when they look at each other and they start talking to each other and laughing and just enjoying themselves especially when we're at beach weddings and they they're just looking out at the ocean and just so grateful to be there be in the moment of their ceremony it makes it very easy to just be personable and just be there for them. I, I tune out everything else at that point and it's just me and those two and that's it. You could almost say there's like emotional rankings for different vendors yeah. throughout the day and you're probably there one of the shortest times of the day, but you probably yeah. have the highest emotional ranking connection <laughs> with a couple, you know, it's like videographers and photo and stuff. Like they know we're there. They probably in the back of their mind, know we're taking photos and video of them during the ceremony, but you're, you're so couples are so caught up with their friends and family, or even if it's just them two eloping them together and, and then you like, it, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just the three of you. Like when it's all said and done, it's the three of you. So yeah, I can totally see that being such a special part of the day, um, just having you there with them. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Um, yeah, you, you kind of have automatically this like special connection with them standing up there, but then you just being, um, such a personal and genuine person yourself, it's, 
you you just connect with each couple. I can see like you're just like you're looking into their souls every time that you hear. It's, no, it's it's amazing to see. I, I totally see you get lost in it too, and that's really cool. Yeah, it's I, I really enjoy being able to connect for them with them. Yeah, it's it it reaches to me too. So like it goes both ways. Well, three ways, I guess. Yeah, three ways. Yeah. Um. So what are some unique Hawaiian wedding traditions that couples should consider incorporating into their ceremony? Oh, yeah. So um, for the ceremonies that I offer, we have the conch shell, uh, the poo. Uh, we blow the poo to kind of start the ceremony. Um, we also have the uh, the oli, the, the Hawaiian chant. Um, I personally perform oli aloha, but other officiants might do different chants. Um, we also have the lay exchange. We talk about the lays, their significance, and exchange them with one another. And then um, there are other things that you could incorporate that I don't normally touch on. Um, one of those things being the blessing of the rings. So I do blessing of the rings, but not so much in the the Hawaiian um, style that we do today, which is using a koa bow, um, sea salt, and a tea leaf to bless their rings. So that's something else that you can consider having in your ceremony. Uh, there's also the tying of the uh, tea leaf or the tea leaf lei around the hands. It's kind of like a, a binding of their love to one another. Um, you have the sand ceremony. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of taking sand and um, putting it into a jar and sending that home with them. But you can uh, bring sand of your own. And I honestly think the colored sand is a really nice touch to it anyway because you're the the thought about the sand ceremony is to mix the two lives and you want to be able to see the two different colors mixing together and that's exactly what the sand ceremony represents so you definitely want to have different colored sand anyway and then of course you have other things that you can incorporate whether in the ceremony or at your um reception you know you can have hula dancers and um you know music uh, Hawaiian music, and you can even have things such as like a luau at your venue, and uh, you can even consider offering um, uh, gifts, Hawaiian gifts that um, you can give to your guests that visit uh, your ceremony. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so lots of different things to to make it unique, and also you're respecting the culture, respecting the land. It's Hawaii is a very special place, and it's not just another destination uh, to get married. It's it's something very special and. I think that going into that, if you do if you do choose one of those traditions to take part of, to take it seriously and to uh, you know be respectful as you are doing it. Absolutely, you definitely want to have a, res uh, a, a sense of respect um, when coming into it. Um, as we were mentioning earlier, you know when the couple gets really into it and into the ceremony, um, you can kind of tell already whether or not that it means something to them, but, you know, it, it really means something to the people of Hawaii, all of these traditions. And we want to share that with our couples too. So, um, if you're looking to incorporate all of these things into your ceremony, um, you know, you want to come with a sense of respect, um, with it. And so just doing a little bit of research on your end to kind of, um, get a better understanding, you know, speaking with your officiant beforehand to get an understanding of what exactly it is that they'll be performing. Um, 
helps you gain a bit of respect for it too, and it just makes it all the more uh, important when you um, do it through your ceremony. Yeah, I was just gonna say, so couples that book you can come to you and kind of get your opinions on what's good to add, what's good for them, what's respectful for everything. Yeah, no, I think that's great. That's that's good that you're a resource too for, for couples. How do you handle like cultural differences with other people and language barriers? Um, I know we get a lot of people that are international that come here to Hawaii, also mainland, everybody, but there's it's, it's a whole mixing pot of just everybody coming here to get married. How do you handle that? Um, normally... For me, I've only had a handful of um, language barrier weddings, um, but it was really helpful to have our um, wedding coordinator uh, handle a majority of the um, the language issues. Um, but where appropriate, where possible, I will try to speak with them. Hopefully one of them has a little bit of um, English understanding and so that I can kind of you know, communicate to them exactly what we were talking about earlier, all the different traditions that we want to incorporate to their ceremony. Um, but if nothing else, as long as the coordinator can also speak the language, they can kind of interpret exactly what I will be doing for them so they have an understanding and they can tell them what they're also looking for in their ceremony and just relay that to me. So the day of, if there is really a serious um, issue with language barriers, you can incorporate a translator into the ceremony. Yeah, there's lots of tra uh, talented translators on island that you can hire, or and that, that's something kind of the coordinator can kind of deal with. Um, I've I've had uh, ceremonies before where the couple did speak English, but the families didn't, and so you have this point where what you're saying they don't understand, and then when they go into their vows, it may be like in Chinese or Japanese or something else. So I've actually before with video is I had to send this out. You can, there's different um, places you can send the video and you can get different subtitles added in. And so then I had like the part that you're saying was translated and, you know, subtitles into like Chinese, let's say, and then the couple's vows were in Chinese. So then I had that translated into English. That way it's just everyone can understand the whole ceremony. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely ways around that. Definitely. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool though. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of extra work, but <laughs> it's for me, it's worth it. You know, it's it's like it doesn't happen that often, but it's something that I'm willing to do for couples because it's like the ceremony, too, is such an important part for video. The the flashy like highlight film is, you know, what most people are attracted to with at least with my work. And it's like, yeah, and I think that's my favorite part, too. But the ceremony is such a special moment that I think just the longer that it's been since you've been married becomes more special to watch and to listen to over time because those moments and those memories are definitely like locked in your brain, but you don't, you can't really, unless you have a video, you can't bring yourself back to that like exact moment or watch that exact moment. And so I think the ceremony video at first is one of those things that people are like, I don't know if I should get it, but then later on they're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. 20 years down the road. Like I really, really want that. Yes, 100%. I completely agree with you on that, for sure. So how do you work with couples who to create a personalized and meaningful ceremony that reflects their values and beliefs? Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, trying to give them a call beforehand, working with them, um, 
just to get that better understanding of what they're looking for in their ceremony. And I will say that not every couple that comes my way is for, you know, for me or, you know, we're for each other. But that, that's good to find all the vendors who fit your you as a couple and the type of the type of wedding that you're planning on having yeah absolutely and uh, that's where i believe having a coordinator um kind of pre-assess all of that you know they'll they'll already do all of the work um groundwork for that um trying to figure out what the couple is looking for and then finding vendors that match what they believe is um right for them and then from there, you know, the vendors will also do their own pre-screening because um, even though you might be looking for, say, a Hawaiian officiant, I might not be the Hawaiian officiant that is right for you. You know, I might say that um, Brother Sean um, Keli'i might actually fit better for you or Kuya or, you know, any of our other Hawaiian officiants might be a better fit um, for specific reasons, you know. Um, I like to be personable. Um, I like to deal with couples just them. That's that's my forte. Um, but I'm not opposed to doing big weddings. But you know, there's some things that are better for me, and there's some things that are better for other officiants. So, I would yeah. say that being a, an officiant in no way is undervalued, but it can be overlooked sometimes. You know, someone's like, "Oh, just book an officiant." You know, and I really think that you should dial in who is right for you in your ceremony. Because again, like I said, it's just like, it gets, I mean, it, it could, the ceremony could be super important to the couple in the moment, but it just only gets more important over time. And uh, you're going to really regret like any wedding vendor, if you didn't do your research and find the one that is perfect and right for you. And so I feel like, I feel like wedding officiants though, is one of those things that sometimes does get overlooked, maybe more for like elopements and stuff, but it's like you really should find the efficient that is good for you and in your wedding. Absolutely. What are some uh, common misconceptions about getting married in Hawaii that you often hear from couples? Maybe uh, weather locations, like, "Hey, I want to get married here," and you're like, "No, that's not possible." <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. what, are, what are some common misconceptions? Um, that's actually a big one right there. Um, you know. We, it's understandable, um, you know, a bride might have had this this wedding day planned out for 20 years. They wanted to come to Maui. They wanted to have a beach wedding. It's in, in their mind, it's like sunny day, um, beautiful skies, beautiful ocean, nice cool breeze. And that's exactly what you're looking for. You don't realize that when you get there on that day, there's going to be one little thing that might happen. And, you you know, with all of that expectation, you feel like it got, just ruined your day. You know, the wind is blowing 20 miles an hour rather than that nice gentle breeze that you were looking for. And so basically what I'm saying is for that, that um, one thing is kind of temper your expectations a little bit. <laughs> we, we paint this beautiful picture of Hawaii as being like the perfect place for elopements. And it is to a degree, but not everything might go your way. And I'm sorry about that, but you know, it's still not a reason to not enjoy your wedding day. It, it, not everything is going to go your way, but it'll definitely be a day to remember guaranteed. This, this is like a theme I've had. So Dimitri and Sandra are my very first podcast guest and 
I feel like every single podcast since then, maybe it's me that brings it up, but I feel like it's always, there's a talk about weather and how most of the time it's perfect. But when you come to Hawaii, you just have to have that aloha spirit and you have to just realize that some things just might not go picture perfect and you just have to roll with it. And um, I've had couples watch the video later and have been like, wow, that was just amazing. I'm kind of actually glad that that happened. It made us really just be in the moment. And, you know, so you just got to come at it with a relaxed attitude and just realize that the most important thing is that you're there with your special someone and you're getting married and, you know, that's it. Yeah, definitely. And if I may um, share my very first wedding experience. I would love to hear this. Yes. (laughs) Just give me all the stories. (laughs) So if you're worried about your day being like, this couldn't get any worse. I think my very first wedding probably could have topped the charts as being probably the worst setting for any wedding. But the couple loved it. Now, it was my first wedding, so already that's one thing to be fearful of. But this couple were just like down to earth, like, you're going to do fine. They're giving me consul- consultation. <laughs> they're telling me, you're going to be great. You're going to be you fine. Yeah, they're yeah. calming me down. And it was like, okay, I love you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving me a chance. And then like only half an hour later, everything went haywire in the weather. The wind started blowing heavy 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 rain and next thing you know right before we started i'm not even joking when i say this literally right before we started lightning bolts right over the ocean just boom boom and then we're all sitting there already drenching getting drenched and (laughs) the lightning bolts started going off and i'm like they're gonna hate this day they're gonna hate it but afterwards they're like no way we couldn't have been happier. The reason why is because for them, they're going to be able to remember this day being something so unique nobody else has had. They're going to be able to share this story with all of their family and friends. They're looking back on it. They're going to be, they feel like it's going to be the most amazing thing because it's a, a unique story to them. So having an open mind, just having a perspective of um, being grateful is what's going to really set the tone for you and your wedding day. So, you know, even having just a little thing happen could throw your day off, but it's really just having an expectation, uh, tempering that expectation and just being grateful. I love that. Yeah. And we, we don't have control of the weather. No, that's not in our hands. So as much as we like to, you know, when we're, promoting our businesses and we're posting selfies with couples on, you know, the beach that we, you know, like you just married or something. It's like, oh, a beautiful day and sandy and it's sunny out and, you know, no wind. Um, yeah. And, and that is Maui in Hawaii a lot of times, but yeah, you're gonna get those days where it's just rainy. And, um, I think I had one with you where we were <laughs> up North and this is all coming back to me. I wasn't even planning on sharing this, but I, we were up North we were going to do a ceremony. I think we had to wait in our car for like 20 minutes because there was big, like big squall coming through with the rain. I think I sat with you in your car and we were like just waiting it out and the couples in the other car and they hadn't seen each other yet. So they were in two separate cars and everyone I'm, I have an umbrella and I'm running back and forth, giving everybody updates. And we ended up waiting like 20 or 30 minutes past when we were supposed to have the ceremony. And then I think we saw a break or something and we ran out and just did it real quick and then yes. ran back to the car. And I think, we tried doing a first look and the groom was just getting like pelted with rain. And, uh, 
you know, I just got a message from that couple after the wedding and I delivered their film and they were like, thank you so much for making our film so special. And they were like, it was just such a memorable day. And the fact that you all had such a positive attitude, you know, the photographer, me, you, and we're so willing to a work just with the timeline, work with locations and just make it happen for them and, and keep a positive attitude the whole time. The couple was just, they were over the moon and they were super happy. So so I, I love that you're you're bringing up the story of your your very first time officiating. Do you have any other memorable moments from weddings that you've officiated? Um, yeah, quite a bit. Um, but I think the ones that stand out the most, almost always, are the ones like we said, where it was just a couple, and you know, we're just able to engage in just focusing on them, you know. That something that could go back to um, the whole misconception thing too. Um, something that we tend to forget when we're planning all of our weddings is that we might end up doing it for other reasons for other people. We're doing the wedding to uh, please, you know, everybody else, and forget that the it's really just for the couple. You know, and I'm not speaking about myself, but you know, when when couples are planning the wedding. You know, they they all want all of this thing to happen and that thing to happen and really just to focus on their family to make sure that they're happy. But then when the day comes, they're so worried about all of these things happening that they forget that it's the whole moment is meant for them. And so, yeah, when we have weddings that are just for the two of them, you know, we go out way far out of our way. I even had one where we flew a helicopter up to the top of the mountain and we just found this nice open area. We landed real quick. We did a 10 minute ceremony. They loved it. It was peaceful, quiet, birds were singing, nice sun. And it was just this beautiful moment that I could feel, the couple could feel. And it was just amazing. It was so nice. And yeah, just those moments where it's just, you know, focused on the couple. Those are th probably the best ones. And I know you do both elopements and bigger weddings, but if do you uh, do you have like a personal favorite with uh, with doing that? Is it is it more elopements because it is more of an intentional experience and it's just you and the couple? And this is not to say that having a big wedding for your family and friends is bad. Um, again, it just to me it makes it all the more meaningful for you know going down the line because again when you're focused on everything else outside of you and you're not focused on what was really important in a wedding which is the two of you and the love that you share for one another bigger weddings are great i i personally love shooting bigger weddings for me it's it, there's more to work with with a video i have um like I can shoot the the grandparents and I can shoot the parents and I can like do all the candid moments of the couples with them. And, and that is outside of the ceremony, right? Well, I mean, it's sometimes it's like, you know, the dad walking the bride down the aisle and I can get all those moments too. But eloping is so intentional and so personal and you can, there's less distractions to focus on each other. Whereas a big wedding, it's not worse in any way. I think it's just as fun. I think depending on the couple, it's, it could be better for the couple, but there's more distractions. So it is harder to focus on each other. So I think it is really like the efficient's job to like pull not only everybody in, but the couple into the moment yeah, and to really be there. And that's something I've seen you do a lot, which is great, but it's just, 
it's, it's not worse. It's just, there's more distractions. So as long as you can almost like tune everybody out and just focus on each other, which I see a lot of couples, you know, do in a ceremony, but, um, yeah, there's, there's positives and negatives to both. Yeah. And I tell eloping and big weddings. And I think that you just have to find which one is right for you as a couple, just like you have to find the right destination, the right vendors, you know, what type of wedding you want to do. There's so many decisions when choosing how to get married and where to get married. And I feel like that's, that's a main reason why I started this podcast was not to tell people what they should do, but just to give them more information, um, based on our knowledge from me filming hundreds of weddings and you officiating thousands of weddings. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just here to help, help them out. For sure. Absolutely. Why? So this is a good, this is kind of a good follow-up question to that. So why do you think Hawaii is such a special and romantic place for couples to exchange their vows? It's so much more different than when they're, where they're generally from. Um, most people that visit us come from uh, the United States or, um, you know, Japan or places like that. And majority of where they're coming from is like hustle and bustle, city life, Um, so when they come here, you know, it's just relaxing, peaceful. There's something here that is literally calling to them. And I honestly believe it's just the more, um, peaceful state that we, we live by, you know, that Aloha spirit, if you will. And so they're kind of seeking that kind of a thing. And that's what makes us special. I believe my own personal opinion, at least. I agree. It's, it's not just the beauty. There's, there's something special with the people here. There's you, you feel a connection to it when you're here and it's a more grounded experience where it's a slower pace of life. Yeah. To, to be, if you want to be more present in your ceremony, I think Hawaii is a great place because it almost not forces. Cause it's like, how do you force someone to be <laughs> calm? But it, it, uh, it, um, naturally, naturally yeah. relaxes you and kind of pulls you into that moment. You're almost distracted by the beauty and just the connection and you're, you're kind of like subdued a little bit to where it's, it's more meaningful and there's beauty in other places around the world too, but I, Hawaii is definitely a, a very special place. Last question. What is one piece of advice or tip you could give a couple who's planning on choosing Hawaii as their destination? I would have to say, Visit responsibly. <laughs> um, when you come here, uh, well, actually, before you do, um, again, do research. Uh, look into, you know, the history of, of Hawaii and um, the cultural um, practices of Hawaiian people. Just so that when you come here, you get an understanding of why we live the way we do, uh, why things are done the way they are. Because it's easy to look at visiting Hawaii as being a... Um, you know, a vacation spot, which it is. But at the same time, this may be a playground for those visiting, but this is also a home for a lot of people. And, you know, that kind of thinking often clash a lot of times. And the more that we can help each other coexist, the better we can have um, these sort of things uh, happen more often and even better uh, the community here and the um, you know, the way we live. So when you come, just come with a attitude of gratitude, be pono, if you will, be good, be righteous. And, um, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself for sure. 
thank you, Ayuta, so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really great to talk with you and uh, learn just a little bit more about what you do and the experiences and knowledge that you bring to every ceremony. And it's you are seriously one of my favorites to uh, to work with. And it's been a joy talking with you today. Oh, it's the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much, Caleb. It was this was awesome, and I would love to do it again sometime. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to it. So <laughs> perfect. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, feel free to follow us on Instagram and also visit our website at www.hawaiiweddingtalkspodcast.com. Mahalo. See you in paradise. <laughs>